What defines crazy? One way Urban Dictionary defines crazy is someone who will go against the rules. A person who acts in a manner that normal society does not approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though he is enigmatic, he tells us in seven places in scripture that if we seek him, we will find him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek him and explore the evidence that confirms God be crazy. Well, friend, you and I are not in the best moods today. It's really fun to record a podcast when you feel kind of sucky. No, it's not. Don't (laughs) lie. Yes, my nose is growing. Uh, But in all seriousness, we're really not in a headspace to put a positive spin for you all on emotional pain. Yeah, the truth is that there are things going on in our lives right now that are hard and that suck. But the unfortunate reality is that there isn't any one thing that will fix those things for us. So where do we go from here? I mean, whenever reality says this just has to be hard and sad and there isn't anything you can do about it for the foreseeable future. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes trauma comes back to bite you and you least expect it. It can be incredibly disruptive and unpredictable. For me, sometimes I think, I've worked through all of my major trauma, especially my sexual abuse stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean. You revisited it over and over a lot. Yes. Yeah. And over years of my life, you know, and then I find myself walking through the grocery store or sitting in a class and someone passes by wearing a certain cologne or I hear someone with the same laugh and I have a flashback, which is a very vivid, intrusive, sometimes painful memory. And I find that unconsciously my my body reacts to that, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, flashbacks disconnect me from my current reality. So I'm caught off guard and I'm slapped upside the head. Mm-hmm. Now I'm standing, say, in the grocery store frozen with tear-filled eyes, and I can't remember why I'm here, trying to figure out where I can go to be safe. Like, essentially, my four-year-old me is now in the driver's seat of my life. Mm -hmm. And when I come back, I'm like, how are we here again? Did that really just happen again? (laughs) This is what my life is, and it just seems like it's over and over and over, and it doesn't matter how much time I've spent working to work through those triggers or find myself in a headspace where I can be present in my reality. None of that matters mm-hmm. whenever that memory's triggered or that flashback happens or, you know I mean, where does that leave you? You know, I mean, where do you go from here when you're, you're walking through the same things over and over and over and it doesn't matter what you do. It just, that's what you've got. Yeah. Trauma brain takes over and it doesn't ask for your permission to just hijack your life. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes you can implement 
all the coping skills and have all the deep faith. And like you, like you've been to therapy for, uh, gosh, since you were a kid, you were begging your school counselor to listen to you, you know, like you've been working on yourself as, as diligently as I've ever seen anyone do that. And you can implement all the coping skills and have all the deep faith. And yet you still sometimes have to sit in the muck of the emotions and the reality of your situation. Sometimes you have to just sit in the, the trauma that sits in your body mm-hmm. because we are unfortunately stuck in these bodies right? Um, for the duration of our time on earth. And even though we're spiritual beings, we are in the flesh mm-hmm. and the brain and the body, you know, as the, the book goes, the trauma Bible, as I call it, the body keeps the score. The body can heal greatly from trauma. However, it is still in the body. Mm-hmm. No one heals 100% and gets fixed completely where they don't experience any more trauma at all, you know, where they don't get, they don't get triggered by in, immense pain ever again. It just ends. You know, that's what yeah. heaven is. <laughs> That's not, right. heaven is not on earth. That's for the next life, not for this one. You know, I know for you and your situation, something that's super hard for you is that you never envisioned being divorced, especially not no. with children. Mm-mm. And you always had a plan for how you wanted to raise your children and have a family and what that would look like. And yeah, this season of divorce has done something that you never expected. And that is, to put you in a position to have to send your children to another household where you don't have any control over their um, emotional support, their security, their safety, their well-being. You hand them over to someone who, who was essentially emotionally abusive to you. Not essentially, was straight up emotionally yeah, well, abusive and deceptive yes. throughout the entire duration of my knowing him. And is doing the same thing to my children. Yes. And knowing that, and you still have to turn around and hand them to him. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right. In the season that you're in right now, that is your reality. Right. And not to mention just that is terrible. But the the just baseline is I don't have my children. I live a life where I don't get to tuck my kids into bed. And for all the single parents out there that have to that cherish their babies, like somebody else who I don't trust tucks my kids into bed at night. And I want every night. And I don't, I don't get that. And I, I was put in a position where it was either you have to endure emotional abuse for the rest of your life in this marriage, or you have to miss out on special memories with your kids and give up the ability at times to know that there will be boundaries set on them to raise them well and raise them with integrity and character. I don't get to do that all the time. I don't have those rights anymore. I, I, that's crushing (laughs) to, to not have the ability to know whenever your child needs correction, you can't, you cannot trust that it will, they will be corrected. You cannot trust that a boundary will be set or that a consequence will be implemented or truth will be taught. Um, in, in the things that upset me and bother me, 
may not upset everyone in the culture. You know, like the 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 legal system and the justice system is is not going to look at some of the things that upset me and go, oh yeah, big deal. You know, we've got <laughs> much worse situations on our hands. But I have a I take very seriously the the role as parent and the job that God has given me and entrusted me with these precious little souls. It is my responsibility to get them back to him, to get them safe to heaven. They have to choose it. Don't get me wrong. But it is my job to lay that foundation. And when I'm raising them with someone who does not share that in practice, he may speak the right words and look the right way on the outside. But at the core, when no one is watching, things will be done that are not against, that are not for God's laws. And I have to hand them over into a space where it has routinely been proven to me that they are not fully emotionally safe, that they also are tricked and deceived the way I was tricked and deceived. And I have... I I can't just not let that happen. It feels very stuck. You know, it feels like I'm just stuck in this, this situation that I want I want to climb out of. And I cry out to God and I know that he hears and he has confirmed many times that he hears me. And yet it still feels incredibly painful every single time. I never look forward to saying goodbye to my kids. I always just squeeze them and hold on to them a little bit longer because it makes me so sad. And in my previous mindset, I would find the silver lining somewhere. You know, I would I would say, you know, well, at least I get, you know, I get half of the time. Some parents don't get any of the time. Um, or I would say, yeah, but, you know, fill in the blank with some positive spin. But the more trauma I've endured and the more trauma I walk through with others, I find that sometimes the unfortunate reality is that, you know, in the pain that we sit in, is it just sucks sometimes. Sometimes it really is just painful and there's no, sil- there's no sil- silver lining that connects, you know, there's no matter what, sometimes life just hurts really badly and the situations we're in hurt. And we still have to sit in the aftermath of being gut-punched by life. We've been talking about managing it. You know, I asked that question earlier. You were brought it up again. You know, what are some ways that you manage it? Yeah, well, for me, I am, I, I can't avoid it. So I know for some people you can, um, but I'm, I'm just wired a little bit differently and I have to feel it. And there's no denying it. My body will just like radiate whatever that emotion is. And so um, my, the best thing for me to do and then my best advice to my, my clients and anyone is that you have to feel it and um, you have to welcome it because it's certainly not going away. And so I make space to feel it. And, I, I, you know, sometimes I've talked about this a million times at this point, but, you know, I've get alone with God and, or I go for a drive or I put on music or, and I just let myself, I try to give myself the space to just, um, to feel it until it, and until it moves off. And sometimes it, it doesn't go quickly, you know, and in that feeling it, 
I am conscious of of handing it over to God, of giving it to God. And um, sometimes I even imagine, I can't always do this, but I imagine while I'm feeling it that he is present, that he's somewhere in the room or in the car or because he says that he is. And I have to, I have to really like force myself to think that sometimes, like sometimes I'll even cry out, like be near to me. And, um, I imagine that he is like, if I'm in my bed, I imagine he's, um, cuddling me or something. I know that's kind of weird, but that's what I imagine because I need, I need to picture his closeness. I need him to see that I need to have a, like a visual of him being close. Funny. You're, be near to me is my, where are you, God? <laughs> uh, where are you, silent? You know, is he silent? Or he, he definitely feels like, and I mean, I, to be honest, he feels silent to me, too, sometimes. Like, I cry out. I definitely have those wrestles where it's like, where are you? Do you see this? Like, what do you, what else do you want me to do? You know, I definitely have those. Um but more often than not, it is a lot of emotions and then, you know, trying to bring him, I, I mentally try to get in the space where um, I can picture him or see him or be reminded that, that he is close and that he does see and that there are things that are happening outside of my uh, realm of comprehension or my ability Mm -hmm. to to know what he's doing I call it behind the curtain like I don't know what he's really I don't know how he's working on that problem really you know because I have very limited eyesight and um and so you know I definitely try to do that but I also I try to seek wisdom obviously in the word of God you know God that this is all scripture is is God breathed and it's incredibly useful to remind yourself of what truth is whenever you can't um, connect to it sometimes emotionally. So that's also something I do whenever I'm alone and feeling things is that I always have my Bible out and sometimes I don't even know where to go and I just open it up. Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you're not sure how to turn it into reality? You need Ready, Set, Podcast. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish your idea. They have prices to fit any budget and options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. So if you have an idea, reach out to them for a free consultation on their website or social media at www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. That saying that reminds me that feelings aren't facts, you know, Uh just because all of this really sucks right now. It doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. And it doesn't mean that it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Feelings lie. And because they do, I always find that it's a lot more helpful when you have, if you have a friend or family member or even your therapist who can just speak truth over you. Yeah. And get a hold of you because sometimes, sometimes you do need a real physical person. God has always used people to speak truth. He's, I mean, he he mm-hmm. gathered up the apostles and trained them, and he tells us to go out and teach this and share it with other people. And so he he uses 
people to speak what is true. And we are to live in community. That's the way he made us. And um, it's really hard sometimes whenever community hurts and whenever friends or family or and people that you want to trust, you can't trust. But if you can find anyone um, who is safe or trustworthy or can knows the truth about your situation or can see where your emotions are, mm-hmm. you know, blinding you to what is true, um, to speak that over you is just, man, immensely helpful. You can also act out those coping skills that you've learned over time. For me, grounding is important. Music is soothing to me. Um, mm-hmm. playing basketball. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, not often, but every once in a while, writing helps me. And yeah, you know, what about you? Well, it's really important for me, like rest. I love to sleep. It really does help me. Um, and exercise. I have to move, like walking, being outside, going to the gym. Um, just sweating, like. Oh, man, that's immensely therapeutic for me. And I can tell the difference in my body when I have not had a good sweaty session in a in a minute. <laughs> and it just it, I mean, it's almost like emotions leave my body through sweat. And so I have to do that. And um, I noticed that in my kids, too, like they just they just have to move in order to feel regulated. I also need quiet. I mm. need to get away from everyone mm-hmm. and just have a minute mm-hmm. and i personally driving does that for me i can get in the car and just radio on no radio on it doesn't matter i prefer the radio on mm-hmm. but just to drive and process or not process and shut out everything else mm-hmm. which sounds kind of scary when you're driving you wouldn't think <laughs> that you'd want somebody to like Shut out the rest of the world, but but so but many I people do that. Do I, I mean, do. I have I'm not, I mean, tons of people put that on. I have a coping skill list or a relaxation plan or whatever people you know helps them to to get soothed or to regulate their emotions. And many times people put that on the list. <laughs> you know, driving, getting in your own world. Also, like country roads, we have some beautiful roads and rivers and all that to, to see mm-hmm. that scenery while you're out there, just kind of giving yourself a space to a space to do that. I also am certified in brain spotting and um, that is really helpful. And it may be weird if you don't know anything about that, but eye positions um, can change the way that your body regulates itself. And it's been really helpful. Um, shockingly helpful to some people. I always love um doing an intake and giving someone like a preview of brain spotting and just moving their eyes um, into a position, right, left, up, down. I can I move that with a pointer and help people um, find regulation in their body just with the change of the direction that your eyes are looking. And um, it sounds crazy, but um, there's a lot of our, our eyes are literally the window into our soul or our brain. And um, just with looking in certain directions, you can manage pain and manage the anxiety in your body differently. So I do, I call it self-spotting. When I do it by myself, I'm just gazing in a certain direction. I do that sometimes with with God. I can hear God in different eye positions a little bit differently. So I do that and I teach my clients that. And um, I'm going to be teaching my kids that soon because I think that's, 
they're never too young to learn things like that to to get a lot of tools in their toolbox yeah they're not you know it's it's our jobs to equip the next generation and Mm -hmm. as a parent that's first and foremost and then as individuals for ourselves, it's our job to to be responsible for knowing how to use the tools that god gave us and god gave us the scripture to learn how to stand and fight whenever we can't do anything else we just stand like it says in ephesians and Mm -hmm. we have to remember that even though we live here on earth and we live in these fleshly bodies our real battle is not with the with people it's with spiritual things and spiritual places and the battle within our mind yeah and our sin nature that we have to overcome right and he he tells us that we are to take every thought captive and make it obey christ Mm -hmm. and so um and that means the truth and so whenever we are in our feel in our feelings and in our emotions or in trauma which is um intense emotion we are to also challenge the thoughts to look at the thoughts because the thoughts in our head are not always just our thoughts right this is something that the world just doesn't get Mm -hmm. and that even christians don't don't fully have their minds on is that whenever a thought enters your mind or an idea enters your mind whenever you are um i guess kind of dealing with intense emotions especially um but really not even then just in the ho hum of life thoughts can enter your mind that are not yours yes if you did not have on that armor of god mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and you won't be able to detect it yeah if if you aren't um vigilant about it and so yeah and in, in ephesians 6 he he tells us what the armor of god is it is truth it's the belt of truth buckled around your waist it's righteousness it's Feet fitted with readiness. Um, and like you said, he says, after all this, um, faith, you know. You know, you get the helmet of salvation. Mm-hmm. You, you know. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We right. just talked about that. So these are things that if you are going to, um, if you're going to walk through this earth and be able to endure the struggle, the trial, the tribulation that comes with being on earth, you need this armor on. All the coping skills in the world are not going to arm you the way this will. Exactly. You know, and the Lord told Peter that Satan wanted to sift him as wheat. In other words, that sifting, it's a shaking apart or a breaking down. And that separating those parts of us that aren't useful to God to bring out the qualities in us that bring us into a deeper relationship with God. Mm. That's good. You know, Jesus also said, I pleaded for you in prayer Mm -hmm. that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Mm. The suffering that is allowed in our lives won't always be understood, but God refines who he loves. Yes, he does. He loves us. (laughs) As hard as this life can be sometimes, it's super easy for us to lose sight of his love whenever we're in the midst of our hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he is so good. And we can even say a prayer of thanks when our own methods don't work. 
Because actually when they do, there are often serious issues. When our methods to soothe ourselves are very effective, like they work quickly, we're kind of in trouble. What, what exactly do you mean by that? Well, like, for example, if we drink or get high or check out in any sort of like pleasure zone, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, it, it kind of feels like in that moment, like we have found the ticket to get through this world. Like you just sure. go, ah, oh, you know, relief. And when you have found the thing that brings great relief and it helps you survive the pain of this world, we will become dependent upon that. That's when addiction or dependence on substances or people or anything pleasurable, any other idol, begins to replace what we should be depending on God for, what we should be going to Him first yeah, with. That, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And it's super hard sometimes, I mean, being in this body and on this earth, um, it's hard to do that. It's hard to go to God sometimes when the quick and easy can come from other places. You know, especially whenever we're experiencing some kind of um, pain or trauma or something that is chronic or that's lasting, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we want the quick fix. Yeah. We always have. And that's in our culture is a, I call it a drive through society. You know, I mean, that's the kind of culture we have. Everybody wants a quick and easy way, and that's not God's way. Right. It's not that he can't do it that way, but that refining that he does in us that shows how much he loves and cares for his people takes time. It's a process. Mm-hmm. And you can't, get, you can't get the McDonald drive-through version of Jesus. Of faith. You don't get McDonald's faith. Mm-hmm. It's not. So it's not legit. Um, great, healthy, good meals usually take a little bit longer. Right. <laughs> you know, they grow from the earth. If you take care of them, you put them in the pan, it takes a while. God's methods for healing us off and refining us often require us to experience pain much longer than what we would prefer. Right. Yeah. But it's not without purpose. Exactly. Exactly. So we're yeah, but we're never more at risk for idol worship or addiction when we submit ourselves to our little coping skills before we submit ourselves and bring our problems and our pain straight to God. Yeah. And that just that just reminds me, I guess we could just sum it all up in James one, two through four, which is my favorite verse for Um, When I'm going through trials and temptations and struggles, and it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Thanks for listening to the God Be Crazy podcast. If the message of the podcast resonates with you, please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. We also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. By doing this, you may help others hear the podcast as well. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or just share it the good old fashioned way. Talk about it with the people in your life. It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God.